morning. I would like everyone to please welcome, please welcome Daryl uh, now. Thank you. Thank you, David. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Daryl, and I am a compulsive overeater. Grateful to, to be with you. Thumbs up if you can hear me. Yeah, great. Fantastic. So, um, yeah, I'm just so honored and, and grateful to be invited to, to speak this evening um, and very, very, very appreciative um, that, that I was asked. So, um, um, so many of those questions that I went through, um, you know, prior to this evening, I really identified with um, and I could speak about any number of them. I, I would have loved to. But the one I really um, just identified with was question number 12. Um, and question number 12. Just a second. Question number 12. Oh, there we go. Qu question, question number 12 was. How do we treat members who are facing difficulties with compulsive eating or with life? Um, seeing one of our members go into relapse or face personal problems can be frightening to us. We may instinctively react by not reaching out or avoiding them at meetings. When we act in these ways, we're forgetting the primary purpose of our group, which is to carry OA's message of hope to those who still suffer including those who among us who have, who have heard the message many times before. Um, I looked at this question and, uh, and, and, and what, what, what jumped out at me was I am that person. I am this person who is facing difficulties with compulsive eating and with life. And historically that's, that's been my history in, in this program uh, I joined this program. My first meeting was in March of 2001. Uh, it was in uh, 7 a.m. meetings, which I still go to pretty regularly, uh, in Noe Valley Ministry. Um, I came through another 12-step program when I, when I knew some of the same coping behaviors that um, led me to that program I was turning to food for. And, and so I showed up to my first meeting there. Um, I was at my top weight. I was um, pre-diabetic. Um, I had sleep apnea. I was being um, managing hypertension. Um, you know, um, my life was unmanageable. I'd just been told by my medical doctor that, you know, that, you know, I needed to do something um, I, I, or else there could be... Um, you know, pretty significant impacts. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I, I went to my, my, my first meeting, uh, you know, historically I have been a binge eater, uh, anything that is, is sugary, sweet, uh, salty or high fats. Um, and that's ever since I was a kid. Um, and those, so that's, that's really been my history I didn't know what to call it until I came, started coming to these rooms. Um, um, you know, I, 
Yeah, until I said I'm a compulsive overeater. And, and so today, I, you know, I really appreciate starting out the meetings or starting out shares with, you know, I'm a compulsive overeater because, you know, I still have evidence that, that um, I am. I am a compulsive overeater. So um, I came to this meeting and, um, and part of my story uh, over the past 20 plus years is doing this program imperfectly uh, and, and learning how to practice self mindful self-compassion and, and never leaving. Um, there were definitely moments when, um, you know, I wanted to leave or felt like too much or I didn't want to show up, um, but I, I just kept coming back and, and part of part of that for me was I just felt like this is the last stop for me. I mean, where else could I go where others really understood what I was dealing with? And um, and I just remember that first meeting that I went to where I, I walked in. I was I was welcomed, um, you know, wonderful smiles uh, and um and just immediately felt comfortable. And then I started to hear uh, shares of your hope, hope, strength, and experience. And um, I identified with it. And it was like, um, I do that too. You know, that's my experience. Um, and and they said it very honestly and, and, and directly. Um, and, and so that's the part that really... Um, kept me coming back because it was like, I want that. I, I want that. And so, you know, I started, at, when I first started, I went to a meeting every day and I just jumped right into the lifeboat and went to a meeting every day. Um, and most of them were the early morning meetings that, that I went to, um, you know, started to work the tools of the program, get, getting a sponsor, um, working the steps, um, doing service, um, you know, just taking it uh, really a day at a time. And I wasn't one of the ones that was lucky enough to be struck abstinence. That, 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 that wasn't my story where I immediately came in and, and got abstinent right away. Um, it was, it was little, little bits at a time. And so, um, but I, in spite of that, I just continued to show up because I was really struck by even those that were really struggling, they were able to be honest about it. And, um, and there's nowhere else, um, that I thought I could go and, and share really about what's going on and, and not be judged. And, you know, I love that, that, that part of the reading that I heard today where, um, being loved and accepted because I truly, truly, truly feel like in this program, I'm lo- loved and accepted. I, I have relationships in this program that span over years um, and, uh, and just feel really that, I mean, you're my community, you're my lifeboat. Um, I lean into you when I most need it. Um, you know, you know, I still go through difficult times. It's not like life doesn't happen when you get into this program, <laughs> life, life, life continues to happen. So, you know, I, you know, I've lost two, um, parents, one during COVID, um, just lost my sister this year. So dealing with loss, potential um, job changes, career changes, um, 
you know, I had a life-threatening illness where I spent seven hours in surgery with two surgeons who saved my life in 2020. Um, so life happens, you know, and life difficulties happens. But I know in my heart of hearts when I, I can turn to this program and you're there. You are there and you are there without judgment. Um, and I can show up exactly am I am I as I am for that day. And, you know, my story is one where, where I still struggle. You know, I, I, I was writing some things down a, a when, it, when I still struggle. And that's, you know, I struggle during the holidays. I struggle when social events, I struggle um, when I don't plan ahead or think ahead um, as far as, you know, meals or, or, or my food. Um, I struggle when I'm in halt. I struggle when I'm, I'm at, when I'm in compare and despair. You know, I struggle when I'm overconfident, when I say, you know, I got this. Uh, yeah. And so, oh, I'm, I'm just humbled. I am humbled each day by, um, by, you know, being abstinence and and just being able to witness um, recovery in in this program. So, um, and so I don't I don't I don't take it for granted, and that that's really one thing because I I've seen evidence, um, you know, with, with slips and when I've struggled or or you know been into my definition of relapse where I've been right back in into my old behaviors. I mean, in a in a heartbeat. And, and so I realize kind of what happens, um, to me, if I don't show up, if, if I don't show up and, um, and participate, uh, in, in this program. And I, I was just really struck this morning, I went to the 7 a.m., uh, OA meeting this morning and I heard a share in there about, um, you know, abstinence equals action. And I and I just so believe that um, I so believe that that abstinence does equal action. It's like you know, I almost have to look at each day. It's like, what am I doing for my abstinence uh, for yeah, for today? Um, so today, you know, I got up, I prayed and I uh, meditated. Um, I always try to connect with my higher power. You know, first thing, who's who's God? Um, I. Uh, went to um, a walking. I, I I walked, and while I was walking, I did the meeting. So I got both my exercise and did the meeting uh, this morning. Uh, and, and so, um, and then you know, ran some errands, and I jumped into my my work work day. Um, and so, um, yeah, and and you know, heard from my my sponsor, uh, you know. Um, who checks in, we check in with each other around what our food is for the day. You know, I plan my meals for the day. Um, yeah. And I'm, and I, you know, did a little reflection on what I wanted to share tonight and I'm here today and, and really doing service. Cause I really believe, um, service, um, it helps me to stay abstinent as well. Um, so, um, so yeah, I, um, what else do I really want to share? Um, yeah, if if you're just returning, yeah, welcome back. Um, 
One thing I'm really, really uh, struck with after many, many years in the program is when we return, we we are welcomed, loved, and appreciated. I just I see it again and again, and um, and 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 we miss you when you're not here. So um, so walk, welcome back. And for those of you that that have been here, and I and I see many of you that I've known for many, many years. Thank you for for still being here. Uh, and and just carrying your hope, strength, and experience. I have to say, I I learned something from the person that's brand new to the program, and it's very their very first meeting. And I learned something from the person that's been here for thirty years. You know, so I'm really, really, really grateful for that. Um, so it's important uh, that each day, as I look back on each day, um, I reflect. Um, with uh, gratitude, uh, with appreciation um, that I have another day. I truly, especially during this time of, of COVID and post-COVID, deal, still dealing with COVID, um, you know, just taking uh, one, one day at a time um, and, and being, being kind to myself. You know, you know, I'm I'm automatically kind to others. It's just who I am. But you know, turning that on to myself and saying, you know, this is a really hard day, or you're going through a really hard time right now, or you know, you need to rest. <laughs> you know, it's okay to rest. You know, I'm very very active and busy, and and don't take a time for myself. So, um, you know, um, and it's like you know. It's good enough today. So my my deal is is when I can say, you know, this is good enough for today. I did the best I could do for today, and hopefully, um, you know, God will give me another day, and I'll, I'll deal with that tomorrow. But um, that's get got me through the past twenty plus years, and uh, you know, I don't go to as many meetings as I used to, but I try to hit at least one to, one or two a week because. You know, I I need to hear the message. I need to continually hear the message and hear from all of you. Um, and uh, I leave a meeting and I'm just my recovery stronger. It is just stronger. And and so that's the part that really keeps me coming back. And you know, I've seen I've seen the miracles happen. And because I I've stuck around and you know been able to maintain a 40 pound weight loss just celebrated 17 years in uh, a relationship that I never thought possible, um, you know, just did a made, you know, did a, a major career shift and doing work that I absolutely, Two you know, love. thank you, doing work that I absolutely love now. Um, so by sticking around and working this program and loving yourselves and loving others, the promises do happen. They do happen, and and I know that because you know they they've happened for for me. So um, so thank you so much for allowing me to, to share my my story. I hope there's something that I said tonight that that you resonate with or provides you some some hope, because I know hope has really helped me to to stay in this program and and really stick around. So. Um, what with that, just keep coming back. It works. Thanks. Thank you, Daryl. 
Our next speaker is Irma. Please welcome Irma. Irma, will you please read the quote and the question you have chosen? I think it's question number 11 from the booklet before your share. Mm-hmm. And I will I'll give you a two-minute warning before your, your time is up. Okay, thank you. Hi, everyone. My name is Irma. I am a compulsive overeater. Um, <clears throat> the quote, um, I chose question number 11. So do I have a choice of plans? Yes. Choose any plan of eating from any source that works for you. In OA, we recognize no two people are the same. Remember that the 12-step program of Overeaters Anonymous and not any particular plan of eating is the key to long-term recovery from compulsive overeating. And the question was, am I judgmental about other people's food plans? And the reason I chose this one is not because I'm judgmental of other people's food plans, but it was really bloody hard for me to get a food plan. And I love this part of the quote that says, remember that the 12-step program of Overeaters Anonymous and not any particular plan of eating is the key to long-term recovery from compulsive overeating. And um, I'm just going to qualify myself here a little bit. I um, came from another 12-step program, but I would leave those meetings and immediately go to a drive-thru. I hated the F word, feelings. I dreaded them. I wanted to stuff them down. I didn't want to acknowledge them. I felt shame. And it was really when I look back, I just, um, growing up, I didn't have the opportunity to really, I wasn't allowed to have feelings, but as an adult, I looked at certain feelings and judged them. I didn't like to admit that I was lonely. I thought that was meek. I thought that made me a weak person. Um, if I, um, felt like I needed something from someone or wanted, I didn't allow myself to feel that because that made me needy or um, I wasn't confident enough. And so all these like crazy ideas around my feelings. So I didn't allow myself to feel and I would eat. Um, I also would eat to soothe myself. Um, And I would justify eating for my feelings. So like, oh, I'm just sad. I'm having a hard time. Um, it's okay. I can eat this or that. And, um, so when I came into OA, I, I came into OA, I was inspired by another fellow who had been in a program for a while and beyond just the physical change, um, in this person was the fact that they were a lot more positive and outgoing and just seemed to have like a, a light around them. And I asked like, what are you doing? You seem so more upbeat and positive and, Um, so they pretty much told me they, um, had been going to OA and we had talked about food because I have been overweight for a lot of, a lot of my life. Um, and so I decided to go to a meeting with her and I knew like I needed to do something about my, my eating. Um, I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I would say I'm a binger. I'm more of a portions, um, depending on what feeling, um, I would, just not stop eating when I was full. And I noticed it was having a lot of issues um, on my body. And also, if I felt resentful, I would literally get up around 10 o'clock out of bed, like just my mind, and I would eat, I would find something to eat. 
Um, I'm not going to mention food, but I'm, I'm not a sugar. I'm more of a salty, crunchy person. So that was like my go-to. And, um, so I started going to these meetings and it took me about two, two and a half years to really understand it and understand the culture of OA, the language, the acronyms, the affirmations. And I found a sponsor and in, um, it wasn't really until 2021 that I found a sponsor who I found a food plan. I was very resistant to getting a food plan and I didn't understand why it was so hard for me. And people would show up to meetings and be like, oh, I've been in the program two years and I, I found abstinence and I have a food plan. And I would just be like, how the hell did they do that? It was so hard for me. So um I found a sponsor who definitely had more of a regimented, and I needed that. I definitely needed that to get onto a food plan. And what this program has done for me is it's really had has made me pay more attention to my feelings, um, to have more of a mind-body connection, um, to be okay with feelings, and to really know that my source of joy is not through food. It's through program creator my friends experiences. I feel very blessed. I've always had really good friends and even had conversations where they would be like, you know, you eat really healthy. You just eat a lot. And, um, I would take it so personal, but they were right. My portions were out of control. Um, so I found a sponsor and we worked on getting me a food plan. She asked me a lot of really good questions about like trigger foods and, what things I would start eating and not stop eating. And so again, that made me reflect on like paying attention to when I ate, how did I feel? Um, what foods did make me want to not stop eating them, the crunchy, salty ones? Um, what, when I felt sad, um, what did I want to eat? When I felt tired, what did I want to eat? And so like really paying attention to those things and allowing myself to feel um, as uncomfortable as it was. And so now I'm super grateful that, and when I do have certain feelings or I feel like I need to reach out, I don't reach for food. I reach for more meetings. I call someone. I reach out to a friend. I really enjoy being active. So I go for a walk. I exercise. Um, so all of these different tools I really learned through program. And so the part that I mentioned that I really liked about OA is that um, excuse me, this quote was remember that the 12 step program of Overeaters Anonymous and not any particular food plan of eating is the key to long term recovery. So I do have a food plan, it's three meals a day, no seconds. I have one snack between either lunch and dinner or breakfast and lunch if I'm going to go a long period of time without eating. That's it. And I don't eat after a certain time of day. I don't eat after six o'clock. And that's just because I feel better. And again, that's something that I pay a lot of attention to is how I feel now is like, I feel good. Okay. I'm going to keep doing that, but I do have emotional flare-ups. I'm not perfect. I mean, I, there's days when I'm upset or whatever, but instead of reaching for food again, I would do a step. Am I feeling resentful? I do a step four. I do a step 10 every night. You know, was I abstinent today? Did I exercise? Um, did I do something nice for someone? Did I do something for myself? Do I have any underlying feelings? You know, it's just the vowels, A-E-I-O-U. And so I write about it. And then every night I write a gratitude list. 
And I don't particularly have a number of, you know, some people say, oh, I do a 10 list or this or that. I just write down what I'm grateful for. And sometimes it's like the simplest things, like I'm so glad the weather was so nice today, or I had a really good day at work. I'm grateful for that. Simple things. Um, So for me, it's really checking in also to if my food quantity and quality is getting sloppy, I check in with myself. What's going on Um, at step 10? And um, I do a step three if I'm feeling ungrounded. You know, I turn my will and I I know that my higher power um, has a plan for me. Um, Something else that this program has really done for me is strengthen my faith. And I had a really hard, just as hard as it was for me to find a food plan, it was just as hard for me to turn my will and my life to my higher power. And um, it was, I just wanted to, I think I thought I could control it. And what I found is that the more I tried to control, the more unmanageable my life became. And so I would do a step 11. I would pray and meditate and I would go to more meetings. And so I'm just so grateful that I have these tools and these steps that I can reach to instead of the food. And I'm grateful that I was, it it took me the time it took me to get it. And now I really get it. So for those of us who are struggling um, with a food plan or are afraid of one, I just feel like um, being gentle with myself and just accepting myself where I was like, it was hard for me to find a food plan. I was so annoyed and people would find them so easily or, and everybody has their struggles. And that's another thing I learned from this program is that we're all on our own journey. And I really love that no food plan is, you know, it's very much individualistic. It's about you. And this program really has forced me to get to know me. Um, Something else in the quote, um, So no two people are the same. I think one of the things I love about going to meetings also is that I learned so much um, from other people, things they say, the most recent thing that's really like caught my ear and struck a chord with me was, I don't have to be a slave to my thoughts. I have a very overactive mind or a crown chakra, as I I say, Um, I cannot sit still. I sometimes I have to apologize at meetings like I have to turn the camera off because I have to move. And so um, this part of no two people are the same. Like I acknowledge that I am this way and I just am really transparent about it. And I just appreciate that um, people at meetings are also very different than me. Their, Their journeys are different and I always learn something different from them. So I just really appreciate um, the diverse experiences, but also the common threads that, you know, make the mosaic of us here at the meetings. Um, so I really appreciated this quote and I really like this question because it really, um, struck a chord with me, you know, finding that food plan. And I think that's all I have to share on my part. I know that was kind of short, but, um, really, I think that's, that's what I had to say about um, this question 11 and this quote. And again, I didn't say this at the beginning, but I'm super honored to be of service. And I'm super grateful that I was asked to be here. Thank you, Irma. Our next uh, speaker is Jill. Uh, Jill, will you please read the quote and the questions you have chosen from the booklet before you share? And uh, I'll give you a two minute warning. Thank you. 
Hello, everyone. I'm Jill, compulsive overeater. Happy to be here. Share my program. I'm going to start by saying I'm super nervous. I've been away for a long time, but I still get super nervous when I have to speak, even if it's on Zoom and I can't speak. <laughs> I'm not there with you, but um, so I'll do my best. Um, so I chose question eight and um, um, it says, uh, let's see, do you want me to read the little saying for it or the questions first? Does it matter? The saying first. Okay, fine. It says our way of life based on the 12 steps and 12, 12 traditions has brought us physical, emotional, and spiritual healing that we don't hesitate to call miraculous. What works for us will work for you too. And then eight is, does our group concentrate sufficiently on OA's primary purpose? Do we focus our discussions on the 12 steps, the 12 traditions, the tools, and recovery from compulsive overeating? So I actually did two questions. I thought we were supposed to do two. So I'm, I'm going to read what I wrote about this and then just comment on a little bit. And this tells you a little bit about my history in here. Um, primary purpose, to carry the message of the compulsive overeater who still suffers which is me. <laughs> this, this is a tradition that I try and keep at the front of my mind um, because I've been there so many times. Um, I just, the ha- just so happened that this week, uh, one of the meetings I went to, we read tradition five and um, I, th- I think I took a whole page of notes. There was just so much to learn and which is, which is what is so great about OA. I've read tradition five a million times, but each time I get something different or something else clicks, you know, that's why it's so important to read our literature. Um, okay. So I just wanted to tell you a little bit about my experience with relapse and recovery. <laughs> so I've had three major relapses in Overeaters Anonymous. I have gained, um, I have, I'm maintained a 70 pound weight loss and I've gained that entire amount back and plus some a little bit. And um, uh, to be honest, um, so I've been in OA a long time, 47 years. I came when I was 16. I was looking, um, I wanted to lose some weight and this is where my mom directed me to come. So I've been coming for a long time. Um, and I've come pretty consistently. I've had some times when I didn't come very much because the disease can be brutal. What I can do in my mind can be brutal to me. So, um, to be honest, I don't remember many people calling me when I was in relapse. Um, but you know, this is a 19, I was came in 1976. So OA was really different back then. We had one food plan called gray sheet that most people followed and we didn't have the dignity of choice and it's changed so much. Thank God. <laughs> and I've changed right along with it. Um, so see, I don't remember people calling me some of the time I stayed I stayed in the rooms of OA and then other times my disease was particularly brutal on me with shame and self-condemption. I would set, I would sit in the meetings hoping something would click and I would stop compulsively overeating. I've been coming to OA for 47 years, some short breaks when I just couldn't seem to get it. In the early years, we rarely talked about relapse. We just sat in the room at the back of the rooms um, and gray sheet, like I said, was the only food plan that um, was offered. And if you weren't following it, you weren't considered abstinent. Um, And thank God that is, that's all changed. That is why I can, I, uh, that's why I'm still here. Um, 
most of the meetings now that I go to, they do focus on the 12 steps and the 12 traditions um, and about carrying the message to people um, that are still suffering. Um, let's say I wrote some other stuff here. Let's see. Yes, if I can do it, um, if I can do this, you can. The compulsion has been removed most of the time for me. For years, I I always wanted more. Oh, I'm, I'm speaking in regards to food. Um, even though I would, so I've, I've been abstinent this time around for 15 years. No, no, 14 years, 14 years. And uh, yeah, that's just, that is a miracle. One day at a time hasn't been perfect. There's no such thing as perfect abstinence. I think somebody else already said that, but it's, it's true. Um, but um, uh, let me finish. I'm losing my train of thought. For years, I always wanted to, oh, so I, I had this, I was thinking of a little miracle that I had. For years, when I eat my food, I always wanted more. I ate my absent food, but I always, just always wanted more. And, um, and was a little bit sad when, when, when my meal ended. And, in, and I just wanted to share, even that little thing has been removed at this point. I don't experience that anymore. My thinking has changed. And sometimes I think I'll eat breakfast and go, wow, I still have two, me- two meals to eat. I can't believe it. <laughs> so, um, but I, um, I have um, been, like I said, coming to OA for a really long time. Um, and, um, it's, I, I was thinking back through the years, you know, through the different, like through the seventies, through the eighties, through the nineties. And every time, you know, I, I had a relapse and I would finally find my way back. And, um, I would, um, uh, and I, I mean, there's people here that I've known for 40 years and it's wonderful to still see them coming. And, um, I, uh, I know that, that this is not going to ever stop. I mean, that, that I'm not going to ever be completed, that it's something that I will do for the rest of my life. Um, I have a sister that also came with me. Um, the addiction really runs in my family. Um, there's, there's, uh, seven kids and most of them have a weight problem. I can't call them a compulsive reader. They have to call them themselves. And the one that didn't have was a drug addict. So, um, but my sister came with me and, and I remember about, I don't know, six or seven years ago, I, we were doing something and I said, Oh, do you think we'll still be going to OA when we're 80 years old? And, um, she said, yeah, of course we will. You know, it's a way of life and, um, it never ends, you know, and unfortunately she's developed Alzheimer's and so she doesn't go anymore. She doesn't remember. Yeah. So, um, uh, she's the oldest and I'm almost the youngest. Um, so, um, you know, I just, I just know that in my heart, this is a forever program for me. Um, I, um, I, this time when I came back, um, I, I didn't start going to meetings right away. I had taken a, about maybe a year or two break from going to meetings. Um, and I had been in relapse. The last relapse I had, I was in relapse for about nine years, lasted a long time. Um, and I'm not in that time. It, I'm not saying I wasn't absent at all, but I didn't have any long-term abstinence where I um, was able to um, lose lose my weight and get back in a get to a normal-sized body. So I, um, I this time I I was uh, was coming up on my fiftieth birthday, and um, I um, 
this little voice in my mind, I like to call God or higher power said, uh, maybe you could try three meals today. <laughs> just, that's it. Just went right to my mind. And for once I acted on what the little thought that I got. So I said, yeah, maybe I can. And, um, so I did. And then, you know, and then the next day I did. And, and then the next day when I got up, I, I did, I was able to just eat three meals a day. And, and then the time went on and on. And then I heard another little, a little instruction is, and it's all very kind and gentle, not trying to beat myself into it as I had done in before, you know, kind of a punishing, you can't get this, you got to do that. You got to do this you know, and, oh, what's wrong with you? You're such a little person. And, you know, I've been around the room so long to know it's a disease, but it's so easy to slip back into that, that negativity and to beat myself up. Um, But this, this little voice that you can't do it alone, Jill. And I knew, I knew exactly what that meant. I said, okay, I got to get to a meeting. And so I I started back going to meetings. And, um, and like I said, that's been about um, 14 years, 13, 14 years now. And, um, uh, and this time it it took about nine months for the weight to come off. And, um, uh, and I, and it's just, I just have learned it's just one day at a time for me. I get that so, I mean, we all will all go to bed tonight, get up in the morning and we have our day ahead of us, of, um, you know, to be abstinent. And, and, um, and that's why uh, I totally understand about relapse. I spent so much time hating myself and feeling guilty about it. And, um, but um, everyone, when we wake up tomorrow, we, we all just have that one day to abstain and to be the best person that we can be. Um, I, I did write some on one of the other steps and I wanted to, one of the other questions I wanted to, um, oh, another little note I put down is um, I, in the morning, I, I, um, I was laughing. The other speaker does everything in the evening. I do everything in the morning. <laughs> so um, I, I do, you know, I write down my food. I make a food and I have a food plan, which has changed dramatically over the last 14 years um, with the help of a sponsor and, and um, you know, and other people in program. Um, but I, I write down, um, I write down what I'm going to eat to make sure I have it. And I measure somewhat. I don't like get a scale and weigh and measure everything. But I, I do measure, um, especially um, uh, if it's something that is is snacky. Like like sometimes I'll cook with nuts or make something with nuts. And I, I, I measure them. I only use a certain amount because I my mind can rationalize that that whole bag is a fourth of a cup. So... Um, so I, I do that with a few things. Um, and, um, I don't, I'm sorry where I was going with that, but, um, tradition three, I, I just wanted to state that tradition three has really saved my life. It's what's kept me coming back to OA. Cause I thought, oh, I, I can't go. I don't belong here, but I would tell myself, all I have to do is have the desire. You don't have to be abstinent. You don't have to have lost your weight. All you have to do is have the desire to want to stop compulsively overeating. And I am a compulsive overeater. Uh, I'm a binge eater. And I also am a sugar. I eat a lot of sugar is my drug of choice, my food of choice. So um, of course, those aren't on my food plan anymore. So um, um, anyway, let me think. So I also wrote a lot of on number 10 too. Um, and this, this was a great about the slip business. Oh, I just love this about the slip business. I would not be too discouraged. I think you are suffering a great deal from needless guilt. 
For some reason or other, the Lord has laid out tougher paths for some of us, and I guess you are treading one of them. God is not asking us to be successful. He is only asking us to try to be, that you are surely doing and have been doing. So I would not sit day away from the program through any feeling of discouragement or shame. It's just the place you should be. Why don't you try just as a member? You don't have to carry the whole program on your back. And it says, um, I have been in the, I have been the past mainly, I I have been, oh, the question is, am I judgmental about relapse? And I said, I have been in the past and mostly about judgmental about myself. So much guilt in my life. These, this passage from As Bill Sees It is so much kinder than I ever was to myself. I had the, I had this book, As Bill Sees It, some time ago, and I thought maybe this would help me get abstinent. I remember trying to start it and I never got very far in it. So maybe if I would have kept reading it, I would have read this and it would have been helpful. I wish I would have read this passage. It might have saved me much pain and anguish of self-hate and self-hate. My abstinence is not perfect, but I know each morning when I start my day, all I have is this day to be abstinent, just like everyone else in the program. I have this day to take action, to keep that conscious contact open with my higher power it's so much better to keep coming to meetings and being in the community of the fellowship my mind is a strong one and when i left to my and when i'm left to my own thoughts it will always lead me back to the disease you never know when someone is going to say something and it will just click it's by god's grace you have you have and are abstinent you have an abstinent day. The first day of writing about relapse. Oh, I just want to tell you guys this. The first day of writing about relapse was painful. And I was tearful remembering back all those days and all those, all that time. The second day, I did one question each day. The second day was a bit better because I remembered to ask HP for help through my, through my, um, higher power and I can continue on the road to recovery one day at a time so another thing in here is um that I circled was guilt that was a big one for me Uh, two minutes okay I always um had a lot of guilt about it and um and and was sad a lot from it so um so now I just feel the feelings and I I am this morning when I got up um, I, I read a vision for you. I read some literature every morning, write my food down, do my gratitude list. And then I write out my action plan, which I was so resistant. Well, how can they bring another tool in after all this time? But I use that thing the most. I use my action plan and I outline how I'm going to use my tools for the day. That's what I kind of use it for. And then I'll put a few things on a, on a list of things that I need to get done. But I wanted to read um, December 12th, a vision for you. No, no. Voices of recovery. Sorry. <laughs> And um, this is really so true for me. It says the 12th step invites us to continue the journey one day at a time for the rest of our lives. We need to keep moving forward in recovery, keep developing our spiritual consciousness if we are to remain spiritually awake and fully alive. There is one fear that I hope my higher power never relieves me of, the fear of complacency. Several times I've come into this program full of pain and despair, and then later I've left cocky, convinced I was cured. Two things have led to my downfalls. The refusal to surrender to step one and complacency. 
Today, I'm convinced that I am powerless over food. And if I allow complacency in my program, my life will become unmanageable. When I don't take time to read the literature, make phone calls, provide service, or talk to my higher power, I have stopped moving forward in recovery. My disease has won a battle, and it doesn't take many battles for my disease to declare victory. Complacency is a powerful, frightening aspect of my disease. Each day, I need to remember that this journey I'm on is full of hope and life. If I stay on its path, my higher power will lead me forward. And um, I'm just going to end by saying that that's what OA has given me. It's given me hope in my life. And I know if you just keep coming back, it will work for you too. I'm a slow learner, but um, I've had lots of little miracles come through. Um, and um, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have it. <laughs> you know, it's um, uh, anyway, it's just, it's just a great way to live. And um, anyway, just thanks for listening and allowing me to share my program. Thank you, Jill. Now is the 